Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Nothing to Play podcast, a mediocre podcast about video games, movies, and Brendan Fraser's career. As always, it's your boy, Justin Time Carter, and uh, we have a N2P podcast first. We got our first returning guest on the podcast, Mr. Tanner Coach. Hey, hey, Coach is in the building, ripping Brendan Fraser here. I still, I, still got, I still got love for the boys rocking that Doom Patrol. He's doing it. You're like, you're like four mummy movies, and they're all great. <laughs> yeah, and uh, a slew of great comedies from the late 90s, <laughs> including one with Pauly Shore. So how have you been since we had you on the podcast last? Uh, busy, busy, just working on dumb school shit all the time, but I got like three weeks left of that. Had very little gaming here and there. I played Gears with you for like an hour last week. Uh, Gears 5, that is. Um, I uh, played a little bit of that Yu-Gi-Oh game we were talking about last time. Uh, so, not a whole lot of gaming going on here. Started to watch shows a little bit more. I'm actually got the... Um, I have the primetime Emmys playing in the background right now while I record this podcast so I could see if any... Uh, hot news comes out like, while anything we're recording. Anything of uh, notoriety pops Nothing up? Nothing as of yet, man, because I'm like <laughs> super behind on television this year. I have not watched a whole lot, but it also hasn't been a super impressive year for TV, I'd say. Yeah, dude, I used I remember back when I had all the free time in the fucking world, back when I went to college and that was it. I remember I was like, there was like 30 shows at a time that I'd be watching, and then now there's like maybe three yeah it's a constant battle of like agreeing on a show to watch with the wife so it's like it's very difficult we'll either be watching a comedy that i've seen like a thousand times which i have no problem rewatching, or it's just like you know we have different tastes and stuff like i like to watch really dark fucked up shows and she just pretty much likes to watch comedies so it's 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 hard to find like an even keel of like what we both are getting super into at the same time well, that's what's funny is like, yeah, I fucking love horror movies and Megan hates them. So it's like, I'm not really allowed to like watch and they'll scare the shit out of her where she can't sleep. So it's like, I'm not allowed to watch them basically in the living room with her there. But it's funny because with the A-list thing, me and this guy, Jonathan from my work, we go and see, I think most of the movies we've seen are horror movies that we go and see and she doesn't want to be home alone while I'm gone, so she ends up coming with us to the scary movie because <laughs> it's like the lesser of two evils of do I go see the fucked up scary movie or do I stay home and be scared because I'm home alone? So she'd rather come with and watch the scary movie. That's funny. Yeah, I'm in the same situation, but it's the reverse. Like, the wife loves horror <laughs> movies, and I You're don't. the one that doesn't want to go. <laughs> but it's not because... I. The, my issue is, like, I cannot get scared by, like, any horror movie. Like, I just laugh at them, and I just think they're silly. But, like, if they have, like, high artistic value, I'll get into them. And luckily, we've been in, like, a major, like, horror renaissance the last few years where, like, the majority of horror movies that are coming out these days are very good. So, like, I'll be more inclined to see it, but, like, if you ask me to go see, like, the third Annabelle movie, like, I'm not coming along for that ride. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, it was good, though. Uh, that's what they said about the second one. But, like, I love the main Conjuring movies. I just haven't liked any of the spinoffs. I haven't seen all of them. Just, I just, that kind of shit just is lame to me. But I love, like, 
the James Wan horror movies, like the first two Insidiouses and the first two Conjuring movies. Like, I can fuck with those, like, real good. But generally yeah, I, speaking, like, genre horror movies, I don't really like. I mean, there was a point in time where I got blitzed, like, every night and watched uh, Insidious and Paranormal Activity 2 on a regular basis. Remember, like, one of two times in my life where I actually got scared watching a horror movie was actually with you, and we got super blitzed, and we went to go see the third Paranormal Activity movie. And for some reason, I think I was just the right amount of lit or something, because I, like, lost my shit watching that movie. And then, like, every time I tell people that story, they're like, the third Paranormal Activity movie? That shit is terrible. That sucks. I'm like, I don't know, man. It scared the living shit out of me when I saw it in theaters, and I don't get scared of anything. So, like, I don't know. I think I was just too lit that night, maybe. I mean, I'd say... The third one's definitely, like, not my favorite, but I place it in, like, the middle tier because, yeah, it originally it might have been, like, the worst of the trilogy, but then, like, 4, 5, and 6 came out, and, like, that shit, once I started getting into, like, the witch shit and stuff, like, that's when it, like, went downhill really fast for me. Yeah, it's like the Saw franchise. <laughs> oh, God. Like, I loved... I I was a huge fan, I think, up to 4 maybe even five and then it's like after that i mean it was ridiculous to begin with but then it just like went so over the top <laughs> they always do and they're rebooting that again right now i saw i thought for sure it was gonna come out i swear to god i was like thinking that they were gonna like stealth like announce it for like an october like late october release yeah they're in the process of filming it right now starring chris rock and samuel jackson Jesus Christ. So, we'll see how it goes. Like, I don't know. Chris Rock is interestingly, like, a fairly decent filmmaker in the last few years. He's, like, made some indies that have been pretty good. So, like, I'm starting to respect him as, like, a filmmaker. And, like, I hope that whatever he has going on with this Saw reboot, that it's, like, something interesting. Uh, did you go see It Chapter 2? Yes, yeah. It was great. Way too fucking long. But, <laughs> but I found it enjoyable. Alright, so I was like, we're about to talk about It Chapter 2, so spoiler warning, I don't want any bitching, but you haven't been warned. Um, set, us out, know, set aside three hours of your time and go watch It, it Chapter 2. It's, yeah, it's dude, pretty good. I was like, Jonathan from my, because we went with Jonathan from my work, and he wanted to go to like an 8.30 showing like on a fucking thursday and i was like dude you realize this shit's like in game i was like we wouldn't be getting out of that theater until like midnight and then i have to like wake up at 5 a.m i'm like dude i'll be dead ass asleep like 40 minutes yeah we went to a 5 p.m showing on premiere night because of that specific reason (laughs) yeah we (laughs) we were geared up we went to like a seven o'clock showing instead which we got out at like i think about like a like a little bit before 11 and stuff so that wasn't too too bad yeah man amc's got a real issue with like insisting on playing like a half hour worth of trailers too so it's like it's brutal how many trailers they put in front of movies there and it's only in theaters for like we had to go see it that day because like the next day it was pretty much like out of the majority of the amc theaters which pisses me off because i'm like movies anymore just in there for two weeks and i'm like i see one movie one week and then it's like Oh, like, if two come out that I want to see, I'm like, oh, 
I'll see this this week and then go see this one the next week. And it's like the one that I wanted to see the next week is pretty much out of fucking theaters. Exactly, yeah. So it's like you have to see it Wednesday because Thursday night or whatever, it's like all gone. Unless it's like a Marvel movie and it's in theaters for like three months. <laughs> yeah, or like a Disney, like The Lion King or yeah. Aladdin or some shit where it's like family for but like yeah horror movies get like like a lot of the r-rated and like horror movies and yeah. stuff just get like but like low. it's like a the it movies make a fuck ton of money so like that's not gonna leave like per se really fast but what's going against it is it's runtime like it's so long you can only fit so many showings in one day of that movie so it's probably yeah, it's... gonna go a lot faster than the first one did because of that specific reason but uh yeah it takes up a lot of like real estate for them uh, but yeah, when, it was funny because Troy, who was on the podcast, I don't remember which episode. It was like, I think like two episodes ago. Yeah, I think it was like two episodes ago. Because uh, he went and saw it. And like I had asked him, I was like, about, because when he went and saw it, I was like, did you think it was good? Like, I was like, how does it, like, is the ending the same as like the original movie? And he told me, he was like, oh, dude, it's like completely different from the original movie so i was like really <laughs> all right and then i saw it, when i saw it i was like it is different but the way he made it sound like it was like like some complete new thing and then when i watched it i was like dude it is not completely different like it's no tweaked. it's like exactly the same but it's like you get the ridiculous spider but the spider looks like the clown that you've been watching for the last like five hours through the two movies which yeah, i think was... was a good change i like that better than just them fighting a random spider creature like at the end so i like that change actually yeah that was like the main difference that i noticed was that it instead of being like a spider thing and then using pennywise as like a conduit thing to lure children into the sewers it just was pennywise right so i was like all right like i can live with that and then instead of using like i don't remember what it was like a rocks or something with a slingshot to like shoot out the deadlights they used like the spear thing that they like stabbed pennywise in the head with in the first movie the piece of fence right yeah um yeah there uh, I, there was a few aspects that threw me off and like i sometimes when i'm watching movies like i love to like notice mistakes or something and there was this one that was bugging me that like but the thing was i wasn't sure like for the whole movie i'm like did i spot something or did i not because what it was was i spotted like a a Mortal Kombat uh, arcade cabinet in the movie, but the movie takes place in, like, 1989. So I'm like, that's three years too early for that cabinet to exist. But then when I kept thinking about it, I'm like, it must have been in the scene with Bill Hader when he went back there that I saw it, but I wasn't sure. So I was like, I know for sure that it's in there, but it was probably in there in the, like, adult half of the movie. So that's what I'm hoping. When I go back and watch it again, man, that's the first thing I'm going to be looking for. Is like, <laughs> at what time period did I see that Mortal Kombat cabinet machine? Because it does not belong in the 80s, that's for sure. And, like, the yeah, beginning the of the movie, man, fucked me up real hard because it was, like, it was, like, brutal, like, with that, where they, like, beat the shit out of that gay guy or whatever. But, like, the thing was, like, it just, A, it felt really random and, like, hostile to open the movie that way because it was in no way, like, connected to Pennywise it was just kind of showing the shittiness of the town but it's like to my understanding I always thought that Pennywise only or the entity of it rather like fed on children so I was confused as to why he was like eating and attacking these like adult men like in the river at the beginning 
So that that's yeah. where I was getting thrown off there. Yeah, that that is like a good point. But yeah, that scene you're talking about, dude. I was like squirming in my chair. I was like really. I was like, dude, what the fuck? Like right. I was just like, and it just kept going on, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> and it kept on going on and on, and then I'm like wait like it is not going to come into this like at all this is just a horrific like scene from real life that happens all the time yeah i thought like the like dad and daughter scenes were like uncomfortable and then this scene came along and i was like dude what the fuck am i watching right now (laughs) yeah but i mean i'll i'll take like excitable horror the strange thing is like there's like no horror movies coming out in october this year like it's pretty wild like, the closest thing we're getting is, like, October 4th, we're getting Joker, which is definitely not a horror movie, but it's, like, I guess the darkest movie that's coming out in October. It's just a very strange release schedule this year, as far as, like, taking advantage of the Halloween season. I don't um, get it. Isn't, because I know there was tr- there was a couple trailers for horror movies. I Like, there was the one where it's, like, the app or whatever that tells you when you're going to die, some, like, Black Mirror kind of shit. I have not seen that. I did see one for yet another remake of Black Christmas that comes out in, like, oh, December. I don't think that's even, like, is that a remake? I mean, I know there is a horror movie called Black Christmas, but it's, like, about that yellow-skinned dude who, like, lives in a closet and makes angel cookies out of people's skin and shit. I don't think it's a coincidence. It's, like, um, it was a slasher pick in, like, the 70s, and then they remade it, like, mm. 12 years ago or something, and then I saw yet another thing with that exact same title so i'm like i don't think it would be a coincidence that there would be three movies with the same name and the same general theme and concept so i don't know i'm assuming it's a remake but i I get what you're saying because it did seem quite a bit different with this new one i know i was was oh that's right it's like the sorority girls thing Yeah. yeah 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 and like they're being hunted or whatever and that was my thing when i saw the title black christmas i was like you really couldn't name it come up with another name that's like a horror movie like around christmas that hasn't been used already you have to like reuse the same name (laughs) Um, but if it's a remake that would make sense there's like a indie movie called the lighthouse that i want to see that comes out with like willem dafoe and uh robert pattinson and i think that looks freaky like I'm looking yeah, forward to that. Yeah, it's all like black and gray, and it's all kind of yeah. It's in, in like a four by three format. It's like they shot it on uh, Super sixteen. Yeah, that movie looks like a trip, but yeah, it's also like... from the same guy who made the the witch. So I won't get too hype. <laughs> yeah, I was like, as soon as I saw like how it was all squared in and it was like black and white and stuff, I was like, dude, Tanner's gonna jizz his pants over this. <laughs> I've heard so many people say that to me. It's I'm like, am I that big of a douchebag? <laughs> like, if there's a different aspect ratio and a color scheme on a movie, they're like, oh, Tanner's gonna go jerk off to this movie. They're like, like, they're like art. I know a pretentious fuck that's gonna love this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll be that guy. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, for it chapter, the only other thing when I watched it, I thought it was good. Uh, the only other thing that I was kind of disappointed that they didn't show or whatever that they kind of they like kind of like alluded to it, but they didn't really show it was when I thought it was cool that you know he went into the pawn store and got his bike back, and Stephen King right, was yeah, yeah. the guy at the pawn store. That was really cool. 
And I like that they kind of made fun of the fact that the one dude, all his endings suck or whatever, which is like yeah. what people harp on for Stephen King all the time. But uh, when he, you know, he said that, you know, his bike could like outrun the devil and stuff. I remember in the original movie, there was a scene where it was this, during the summer when they were all separated, Pennywise was chasing him or whatever. And that was the whole thing was on his bike. He was able to like outrun Pennywise or whatever. So he outran the devil and he said that during the thing, but then I was like, oh, cool. Then when they show the summer flashback thing, they'll show that, and they never did. And I was yeah. like, all right. They just showed him, like, more with, like, Georgie and, like, the sewer thing and, like, the, the little kid that, like, wasn't any part of anything in the original movie. I was like, why is this even, like, a part of this? Like, And then book fans are like, and we still didn't get a child orgy to watch. We still didn't get any mystical turtles that solved the mystery of what to do. There was some weird shit, though, like that voodoo, voodoo, like Native American stuff that they were doing was pretty wild. Like, yeah, that was new. That I was like, I didn't like... I think that like was their that. alternative to the mystical turtle that they speak to in the novel. Yeah. Stephen King so. shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, you know, when you're like all hopped up on cocaine and just sitting at that typewriter to clicking away. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to if you're writing, like, three books a year for, like, 40-plus years. <laughs> that is true. Um, what else? I know we're going to go see – they're bringing The Shining back. Oh, right, like Dr. 4K. Sleep. Yeah, before Dr. Sleep and stuff. I oh, think the like, literal oh, Shining. You're going to go watch yeah. the original. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're uh, bringing the 4K remastered to theaters for, like, a limited time or whatever in, like, early October, I think, so that people can see it before Dr. Sleep. That's sick. You know, you make fun of me for being a huge film snob, but you know what's really hilarious is I actually never saw The Shining until, like, a year ago. <laughs> like, I tried to watch it when I was younger, but I got, like, 20 minutes into it, and I was like, I'm too bored. I'm going to shut this off. <laughs> well, it is, that, like... that is also, like, a very long, like, two-and-a-half-hour movie. Yeah, exactly. But I ended up enjoying the hell out of it. It's just, like, Kubrick movies are usually pretty hit or miss for me. Like, I never got into A Clockwork Orange, and I never really liked... I like the first, like, 30 minutes of Full Metal Jacket, and then when it becomes a war movie, I don't really like it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but he's got some good ones, you know, Space Odyssey, all that jazz. But, uh, yeah, I, I did finally get around to watching The Shining, and I did think it was very, very good. So I'm looking forward to, hopefully the new movie can at least be decent. I feel like they showed too much in the new trailer, but <laughs> that's fine. I was like, I don't think I saw the new... I think I've only seen the first trailer. Stick to it if you can, because they show you quite a bit in the new trailer that would have been exciting to see like for the first time in the theater. I uh, feel like they do that for a lot of movies. Like, I don't need like like trailer number three, final whatever trailer. I'm like, I don't need four fucking trailers. Exactly. For me. If, you, if your movie doesn't pull me in in the first trailer... I'm like, quit showing me shit. I don't want to see it. Yeah, everybody wants to be J.J. Abrams, but it's not happening. Uh, um, yeah, they show way too much in trailers. In fact, like, the thing that, you know, I told you I'm watching the Emmys in the background right now, and they're, like, do, like, the showcases for, like, each show that's, like, up for, like, best whatever. And they were doing this one for, like, Game of Thrones, which, A, why is Game of Thrones up for best drama series this year of all years but but at the, but also like they just were showing clips but they literally showed like everything from the finale like in quick succession or whatever so if you're just like a random person like watching the emmys and you haven't 
gotten caught up to Game of Thrones, you literally just saw everything <laughs> that happened in that show. But yeah, trailers are brutal. They show way too much most of the time. So I try as hard as I can to not watch anything past the second trailer because that's usually all. Like a lot of times, like you were just saying, but like a lot of times the first trailer won't hook me because it's like too early in the pr filmmaking process. So like they don't have enough footage to put out there, especially for like big budget movies because there's so much effects and stuff that go into it they just literally can't submit any footage but if you don't capture me by like the second trailer then i'm done with you but if you do catch me on the second trailer then i'm going to avert my eyes from like anything else that you're trying to show me for the next several months dude that's funny because like when we went and saw it during the trailers i don't know if you it was one of the trailers for you or not but there was one i can't even remember what the fuck it was called but the trailer was like 30 seconds and it was like really quick it was like a new type of hero like what and it just showed like three different shots of like this one dude oh it was the uh, new christopher nolan film is uh yeah the tenet yeah but it's like not coming out till it was like march 2020 or something i was like why the fuck are you showing me a trailer well, clearly you now? missed the big part out? of the trailer the the, the yeah, i agree with you but the reason they do that and they do this with all of his films is because a Christopher Nolan film is a huge event. So they well, I know, but <laughs> and they I'm do like... this every time. Like with Interstellar, they release some bullshit trailer that meant nothing a year in advance. They did the same thing with his uh, his last movie, Dunkirk, and it's just like they show you nothing, and it's like a year in advance, but it's just totally to let you know, hey, in a year's time, guys, next July, you'll see yet another masterpiece from <laughs> the great Christopher Nolan. Dude, it took me forever to watch. Like, I didn't watch Interstellar for the longest time. And then I was, like, on my hard drive or something. And then, like, one night, like, finally, like, Megan was like, you want to watch this or whatever? And I was like, okay. And then we watched it. And I was like, god damn, this is a great movie. I almost it's like, regretted it's it's loco it's very good though yeah and it's very long but i understand why a lot of people don't like it but i think it's brilliant i think it's dope no i thought it was really good and i was like it was way like you know because i don't even know if i ever even watched like a trailer for it or if i did you know it didn't show anything compared to like how trippy it fucking was and by the end of it i was just like it was one of those where it's like, you know, after you watch it, like, the next day or two, you're just thinking about it. And you're yeah. like, dude, that fucking sucked so bad for him. <laughs> like... Yeah, and I'm glad that it came out before The Martian, because I would have lost my shit if, like, The Martian beat him to it. But we got two movies within a year where Matt Damon is uh, stranded on a planet by himself. <laughs> so, uh, you remember Matt Damon, the villain in that movie? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, fucking asshole. <laughs> Yeah, and then fucking they released The Martian, and he's, like, growing turnips and shit on... Which I thought The Martian was good. And literally in say, shit, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was better than Interstellar, but it was no. still, like, a decent watch. Yeah, they're two extremes, but yeah, they're both quite good. Um, but yeah, Interstellar was great. Did you ever see Dunkirk? Like, that's a very not Christopher Nolan, Christopher Nolan movie, but, like, I still think it was pretty dope. I know the name, but I definitely haven't seen it. It's like the Battle of Dunkirk in World War Two, like at Nor uh, at Normandy and shit, but the, or at Dunkirk rather, but like the same <laughs> the same concept, but um, but it's like eighty something minutes long, and as opposed to like Interstellar, which is like three hours long, so it's like his shortest movie. It's like really fast cuts. There's almost no dialogue. It's just like pure war, 
like and come and you see it from different angles so it's like tom hardy's like a fighter pilot in the sky like shooting people down and then like one of the guys from One Direction and, like, this other guy, the guy from uh, the uh, Black Mirror Bandersnatch. They're, like, the two soldiers on the ground, like, uh, getting blown up and shit. And then you have, like, the civilians that are, like, trying to save people with their boats and stuff in the harbor. But there's, like, almost no dialogue, and it's just pure intensity because they have, like, a ticking clock playing the whole time during the movie to like amplify the intensity like in your chest and you just don't notice it unless you like study sound and stuff but you can you'll realize that the sound is like just making your heart thump like throughout the whole movie because of what's going on it's just like a tactic that like works like gangbusters not the most interesting movie of his like repertoire but definitely uh another uh masterpiece in my opinion (laughs) did you uh ever watch annihilation yeah, I thought Annihilation was really good. Um, I don't remember much about it. I saw it in theaters, but um, that's good sci-fi. That's from the same guy who made Ex Machina, so I was looking forward to it. And uh, it was trippy. I liked it quite a bit. That's what's funny, because I, I was not a fan <laughs> of it like, at all. Oh, now that I think about it, I do recall the very ending, and it was bonkers. But Yeah, it was like weird. Like I mean, it wasn't... I didn't watch... like anything i just i'd heard it was really good and it was like really good sci-fi and people were like praising it and stuff on facebook and stuff so i was like all right i'll totally like give this a shot and like me megan and like someone else we all like watched it and we're like sitting there and like yeah the entire like last like half hour of the movie or whatever i'm like dude what the fuck is going on and megan was like freaked out by like the faceless weird metal looking fucking thing like and i was just like uh yeah i love the monsters in that movie they're trippy like the world and stuff like inside the thing was like really cool and trippy and stuff like that but yeah it was just i don't know i guess it just wasn't kind of what i was expecting so it just like put me off like really hard towards the end yeah and that's based off of like a book trilogy but Obviously, we won't be receiving the sequels. <laughs> the movie yeah. did not do well at all. It bombed pretty bad. But um, Dude, That's like, did you ever watch, uh, it was a show, Wayward Pines? It sounds familiar, but I didn't watch it. Like, uh, it was like two seasons. Like, the first season Is was... Is that the M. Night Shyamalan show? With, uh, like, uh, Matt Dillon? M. Night Shyamalan. Like, it's about this, like, police officer dude or whatever, and he ends up waking up in Wayward Pines, and it's like he can't leave, and he thinks, like, it's like this old kind of, like, town and stuff. Like, he, like, wakes up, and then, like, this, like, person or whatever, like, his partner or something that, like, went missing, like, five years ago or, like, something is there. And he's, like, trying to figure out, like, what the fuck's going on in the town. And it's, like, kind of like the village. Like, it's, like, kind of, like, not as old. Like, the town's not set up, like, as old-timey as the village. But it's kind of, like, the town, it's, like, in, like, the past sort of stuff. And then you end up, like, finding out that he thinks it's, like, the past or, like, something. But you end up, he finds, like, money on the ground. And it's, like, actually the future. And everyone who's in Wayward Pines was, like chronologically like they were frozen like cryo frozen and oh, like shit. 
brought into and there's actually like these mutated like things like outside so the town's blocked off and that's why like nobody can leave and it's not that they like necessarily want them to leave but they don't want what's out there to come in right and shit and it's based off a book series and season one was really good but it basically covered they basically combined like pretty much all three of the books or whatever together in that like one season right and then it was so successful it was kind of like the true detective thing where when it's supposed to just be one story but then it does so good they're like okay we want another season and they're like well it was only supposed to be like a one-shot thing so then they did this whole second season that had like none of the book to go off of anymore and it fucking tanked like halfway through the season because like all the characters were shit now because they didn't have any material to go off of. The story didn't make any sense because it was already wrapped up in the first season. So sounds like the last two seasons of game of Thrones, but uh, yeah, Oof. I, I just looked it Shots up and uh, <laughs> I just looked it up and that show was from M night Shyamalan. Uh, okay. And, that that yeah. kind of makes sense then, which would I explain, I guess that it's a little bit like the village. So I guess it, that would make sense. Um, yeah, this, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's what they did with, um, the handmaid's tale on hulu like it was like a classic novel that they adapted but it was so popular They're like we're gonna make this shit go forever and ever and it's just like torturous television because that's just an abysmally depressing thing to watch and or read and now they're just trying to expand it into like a five season I mean, they've show done it with like a lot of things oh sorry no, <laughs> like... no, no go ahead yeah. <laughs> the uh the Google Hangouts call like glitched. So, like, sure. <laughs> we were both if waiting it, for each I, other to respond. <laughs> yeah. Well, I couldn't tell if it was just going to be dead air or not, so I just started talking to make sure I didn't. Really, and then when it came back, yeah, or, but, it was like, oh shit, Tanner's in the middle of talking. No, but the uh, the Handmaid's Tale is just brutal, and I don't know how or why they keep making that show go on and on. But it's like that's too dark a subject matter. <laughs> I don't like it. One season would have been good. They did, like, the same shit with, like, Eastbound and Down and stuff, where it was just supposed to be three seasons, and then HBO's like, no, we get four more, so they're like, shit, okay, so I guess we're not gonna, we're gonna, that ending we did, we're gonna have to completely, like, 180 it. Yeah. (laughs) I loved Eastbound and Down, though. I'm not complaining. Well, it's true, even season four, like... Which, of course, is, like, probably the weakest season of the four. It's still a better season than, like, most seasons of almost anything else. That's true. And it's like, you know, like, Breaking Bad was the greatest thing ever. And it was like, it's sacred. You can't touch it. But then Better Call Saul is fucking amazing, too. So, like, I I don't have a problem with it. And now we've got a movie coming out, (laughs) like a sequel to the show. In, like, two weeks. Yeah, man. (laughs) Yeah, I've literally got digital reminders on my phone (laughs) to tell me on the day of to ensure that I don't do anything else once I get off work. Just come home and watch El Camino, a Breaking Bad film. (laughs) Uh, I saw, like, the Almino Draft House and shit are actually, like, showing it in the theater. Yeah. But, like, I, when I looked at, like, tickets, like, for the one, because there's, like, two showings, like, one at, like, 10 at night or some shit, and the other one's at, like, 5. And when I looked up, like, for the, like, 5 or, like, whatever showing, like, 
it was fucking like the theater was almost like all the good seats were pretty much gone. Already. Normally, I'd be like super into something like that, especially like from Vince Gilligan and that show and everything is shot so gorgeously and whatnot on film. But um, I don't know. It's like I've always watched it on a television medium, so it's not like important to me to go see it on a big screen. You know what I mean? And also, like, it's going to be readily available to us the second we get home from work. So it's like, I don't have to deal with the hassle of going to a screening somewhere and getting seats and shit. Like, it's free. I'm just going to watch it when I get home. (laughs) And, you know, coupled with the fact that you have a bladder of a fucking cat. (laughs) (laughs) It's true, man. That's, like, one of the biggest rags about me going to the movies these days, but... My, my, me having to pee all the time isn't even the biggest issue. Me just falling asleep during like everything that I go see is the biggest issue. Like when we, when we went and saw it chapter two, they had, I usually always get an icy when I go to the theaters and they had a like black cherry flavor that was like legit black. And it was like the Adams family, like special flavor. And it was so good. But then literally like the next day, my shit was like Christmas green. (laughs) Yes. I was expecting black. (laughs) That's what I was thinking, but I was like something like reacted horribly in my stomach after drinking it. (laughs) I was like, Oh God. I was like, I probably shaved like four years off my life drinking that, but it was worth it. No man, I get too relaxed. It's like seven o'clock at night and I've been like working all day and I got up at like five. And so then I get, it's, it's dark. It, you've got recliners. It's like air conditioned and shit. So like, I just, it's so fucking hard for me to stay awake during a movie in the theaters these days, unless I see it like before six o'clock. If I see it before six o'clock, I'm golden. But if it's at nighttime, man, more than likely I'm going to doze off for a little bit during it. It's a damn shame. Yeah, I don't even care about having to pee the whole time. I'm just struggling to keep my eyes open most of the time. And it'll be a movie that like I love. Like I know you didn't like it, but I like really really loved us and I like slept through like 10 15 minutes of that movie. <laughs> like I didn't hate the movie. It's just I don't know. Like I liked parts of it. It's just I guess it just wasn't Like I said, I think maybe I was just too stupid to understand it. (laughs) That's how I know that I really got to love it because, like, I legitimately missed, like, 10, 12% of the movie and I still thought it was fantastic. (laughs) Like, and that was, like, straight up in the middle of it when shit was hitting the fan and I'm dozing off. I'm like, ah, I missed it. But, like, I don't know. That's, That's how I set the bar. If I can fall asleep through a portion of something but still ended up enjoying the hell out of it, then it must have been pretty good. That's true. Uh, so I know you told me a little bit about it, like what last last week, maybe earlier this week. But what do you think of the new Yu-Gi-Oh game that came out on the Switch? Dual Dual Destinies is that what it's called? I believe so. Like Destiny of the Destiny GX of the or something. Because what it is apparently it's a game that's been out for a couple of years on other consoles, and they just ported it, which I wasn't aware of. Um, and I haven't played any form of Yu-Gi-Oh in a very, very long time. Uh, so how it works is like there's a regular story mode, online mode, what have you, and they have every generation of Yu-Gi-Oh, GX, XYZ, whatever the fuck all those different ones are that they have. I'm legitimately (laughs) only familiar with like OG Yu-Gi-Oh. I don't know how any of those things work. (laughs) Um, so like... 
I'm doing the story mode, and it's legitimately like every single duel in the history of the television series is on there, and they go through the entire series of the show, um, and you play all of them. Like even if it's like some bullshit duel between like Joey and like some bug dude or like Taya or something, like it's just Weeble. like <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, doesn't matter what it is. If it was on the show, you're playing it. But they give you the option for every duel to either use the character deck who you're playing as, or you can use your own deck that you build. So that's cool, and I always use my own because I don't want to use Yugi's trash deck that has like monsters with like 800 attack. I'm like, why do you have this in here? This is garbage. So like, I'll only most of the time I'll only use my own deck, but it's also a problem because then I just smash them like really fast like all the time within like three rounds they're dead and out of life points so it's like i need a challenge here it's too easy and if uh once you defeat anybody that you're dueling in the story mode you get to keep their top card and like two other like popular cards of theirs so like you get everything so like i'm at the very end of the main Yu-Gi-Oh campaign like the og show so I have like all the Egyptian god cards and like everything. They literally just give them to you for playing the game. So like I've got a lot of dope shit. It, there's a lot of options. Um, one thing I was I know I had asked you before about if you could enter the card numbers and get the cards, which I I think I researched it and you couldn't do that. Yeah, I looked but... for it because I also had that game on the GBA when I was a kid, and it was my favorite aspect. And so, like, I also was hoping that that would be a part of this one, but it's not, unfortunately. But so then, my other question is: you might know if, since you are going through the story, like you're going through like the Duelist Island and stuff, and it, you get to choose between, say, like Yugi's like deck that he used, like in the show and stuff. Do you, is there an option to actually play it with Duelist Island rules where you can just like play Dark Magician without sacrificing it and you guys have like 2,000 life points? And um, or is it just the straight up like 8,000 life points? Like you still have. Oh, I see what you're saying. I was confused for a second. I guess it's been too long since I've seen the show because I didn't know what you were talking about. But no, it's just, uh, I don't know if you can change the setting, but it's just a straight up 8,000 life point regular Yu Gi Oh matches. Yeah. Okay, because, yeah, because, like, in Season 1 of Yu-Gi-Oh!, in the Duelist Island rules, like, Kaiba could just play, like, Blue Eyes, Turn 1, no sacrifices, and there's 2,000 life points. And then in Battle City, they, like, bumped it up to 4,000 life points, but then now they had to actually, like, tribute for cards and actually play by the rules. Oh, I don't remember that, like, at all. But also the majority of what I remember from that show was, like, when they were leading up to Pegasus and then, like, the Egyptian guard, god shit. Um, it's pretty much most of my memory from that series. But, yeah, that sounds lame. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the regular Yu-Gi-Oh! rules. <laughs> Dude, so, you, so you've only ever seen the OG, you haven't seen GX or 5Ds or... No, I have uh, no idea what any of those are about. <laughs> Dude, uh, so I watched the original. I watched... I'd say most of GX, and then I never watched any of the other ones after that until um, it was Yu-Gi-Oh! V-Reigns, which is the newest one. And, uh, dude, the fucking plot for V-Reigns is so over the... It's, like, so over the top. Like, I watched, the like, the first 50 episodes of the anime, and 
it's like one of those where you just can't help but laugh because like the main character, the whole thing is like they're basically like for dueling and stuff. You like don't even duel in real life anymore. You do it on the internet. Oh, like you jack <laughs> you jack into this like virtual world called V Reigns, and the whole premise is there's this like virtual plaza internet whatever world plaza and people duel each other. So there's like normal sort of dueling where it's kind of like the five cards whatever but then there's speed dueling which is kind of how like the duel links game kind of is where it's like you have three monster card zones and three magic card zones and stuff instead of the five and five and stuff but the way they speed duel is they duel on surfboards (laughs) and they're, they're surfing on like internet like it's just internet shit that they're like riding on and yeah, it's so. And the main character's name is Playmaker. Stop it. And, yeah, the I'm... main character's name is Playmaker, and he's like, no one knows who he is, and he's like a fucking like legend, and everyone's like, oh shit, Playmaker's dueling, and it's like all over, like streaming into the real world, and people are, like standing in the middle of the streets watching Playmaker duel and shit, and the the villains is the group is called the Knights of Hanoi, and they're these like hacker people who are trying to like fight club style like destroy v rains like they just want to like destroy the internet and like bring the world <laughs> back there project like, mayhem the whole, we're making whole, soap and we're destroying yeah. the internet <laughs> their whole plan is to basically in v rain set off this like giant like bomb thing or whatever that like will nuke all the electronics not only in v rains but like in the real world as well and just bring the world back to, like, a time before and just shut everything down. And the leader of the Knights of Hanoi, his name's fucking Revolver. <laughs> and he wears this weird mask and has, like, these, like, dangly, like, almost, like, gun shell fucking earrings. <laughs> has this been dubbed or is it only for Japanese audiences? As far as I know, I, I watched it in Japanese. I haven't seen it in English, but... Like, it's so good. Like, the first, like, it's just laughing the entire time because it's just so fucking stupid, but it's just so good. Man, I wonder if that shit's in this game and I didn't even notice. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know it is because, like you said, it was this game's like a remake or whatever it was originally. I remember it being on, like, the 360 and stuff, and when I watched, like, a review for it, they, as the new shows came out, they released DLC and stuff for it to like add the new characters and cards and shit like that where this switch one is like the culmination of all of that uh. so it has everything from the original all the way up to now which is the v reigns where there's like link summoning and it has i saw it has playmaker like playmaker i think is on the cover with yugi and stuff he's the one he has like yellow like crazy hair and oh okay and shit. gotcha yeah that's playmaker and his whole thing, too, in the show, uh, the dual disc thing is, like, the cards are all digital in the game, but Playmaker still has one of the OG dual discs with real cards, and people think that's, like, so, like, like oh, he's, like, such a hipster because he has, like, old school, like, real cards. And one of his abilities in the game, because everyone, when they duel, they have skills mm. when they're in V-Reigns, and his skill is, I can't remember what it's called, but he reaches into this internet tornado hurricane and he like holds his hand out and it's all like intense 
and from the internet he rips a fucking card like out of nowhere <laughs> and he gets it and then he's like some crazy hacker like high schooler kid and then he like sits there and converts the digital card into a physical card to add to his real deck. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like this he like is digitally insane. like 3D prints the card in this like hot dog hacker van thing that him and like his friend ride around in. <laughs> they have so got to port this over to America. <laughs> like this needs to happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. I'm like, man, you the I'm like originally you're just dueling for your grandpa's soul and shit and then now you're like trying to stop Project Mayhem from fucking nuking the internet. <laughs> I can't believe that. That is absolutely ludicrous. Looks like but, uh, John Oliver just won an Emmy for a talk show. That's cool. I love, I love me some last week tonight. It's my favorite show. <laughs> I've uh, I've only ever seen some clips of it, but I really liked what I watched. Uh, yeah, it's like it's event television for me. I watch it every Sunday night. Like I'm ready, like at nine o'clock <laughs> before I go to sleep. I gotta get that episode in, and then I'll go to sleep. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I also picked up, because Friday, a lot of shit came out. I mean, uh, Link's Awakening came out. Right. The remaster of Nino Kuni came out. And Untitled Goose Game came out, which I picked up that one. I'm not surprised. You want to talk about, you know, hipster, you know, pompousness. You, Mr. Indie Game <laughs> guy. Like, oh, I'm going to play uh, this uh, Untitled Duck Game or Goose Game. or What is it? untitled it's untitled goose game oh okay i saw an article about it but i didn't look any further into it uh is yeah, it fun do you like it i do um i've only got to play a little bit of it but megan's been playing it too and you basically play as this asshole goose and you go around and you kind of have a list of like shit you need to do and stuff which a lot of it is like you need to like steal this dude's hat and you need to like sit there and like make a picnic and it's like you need to collect these items and put them on a like picnic blanket and stuff and so it's just you like walking around in this like kind of park environment and you're like honking at people and scaring like running around snatching shit out of their hands and running away and like one of the funnest things to do is just like steal shit from people and then you just run into like the lake or something and just fucking chuck the shit in the lake and then they have to like <laughs> trudge through the lake to try and get it out and shit <laughs> like, okay that actually does sound great that <laughs> sounds awesome yeah it's fun and you just honk like there's this uh one part where you have to like trap this kid in a phone booth and so he has like a little glass and you like honk and just scare the shit out of him and just chase him into this phone booth and he like locks himself in the phone booth and is like calling someone to, like trying to help <laughs> get him out and he like is wearing glasses and like when he'll you like take something from his hand and drop it on the ground and then when he bends over to try and pick it up you can like take the glasses off his face and run away oh yes like, that's fucking, awesome he's like velma on the ground trying to find his glasses <laughs> i'm definitely gonna check this out that sounds awesome i just wasn't aware of um well one yeah speaking of Link's awakening like i cannot believe that's like a full 60 dollar game like i can believe it but at the same time it's like shit man that was like the first game i had on my game boy like i was playing that when i was like seven like i don't want to drop 60 bones to play the same game just prettier i don't know it, yeah it's, it's nintendo like, well, though so it's never gonna drop in price so you might as well just pay it up well and it's like at least i'll give it to them in the sense that it is 
a remake of Link's Awakening, but it's not necessarily like an HD port or anything like that. Like it's straight up like a new game. It's just it is Link's Awakening just rebuilt. Basically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Borderlands Three came out a week before that. Yeah, I uh, I need to get Borderlands, but at the same time, I, there's still like so much Gears. Like I really haven't even played Gears that much. We played that one night, and then after you hopped off, uh, me and Megan went and played like with some more people online and went through the wave and stuff, and it was a lot of fun. And that was literally the last time I've played it since. Damn. Since I've just been so busy. Yeah, I'm halting on purchasing any of these games until I'm done with school in three weeks, and then I can have a life again. So, I'm waiting for that. Counting down. Yeah, it's like, I really want to get Borderlands, but at the same time, it's like, by the time I actually would get to play it, it's like, I might as well wait, and I can guarantee Black Friday. It'll be Friday much cheaper, it's gonna be, yeah. It's going to be like $35 like on Black Friday. Yeah, and also for me, like with Borderlands, like I played both of the first two games, but it's like I drop like 30 hours into them and then just get bored and just not play it and I never finish them. So like I'm just worried oh, I'm going to be in the same boat. But the plan is for the new one that I'm going to actually play with people instead of playing by myself. So we'll see if it yeah, works I, playing with people. I was like, uh, me and Megan played both the second one and the pre-sequel, which was the third one together and dude we like probably i don't know invested probably like 200 hours in the second one damn that's and impressive then, yeah with the, like we did like all the dlc and stuff which the dlc for two is just so good and yeah we would play with people online sometimes and stuff and then the pre-sequel was okay but we didn't play it i didn't like it as much as two so we didn't invest at nearly as much time in that as we did too I recently picked up the VR version of Borderlands 2, and it, it's pretty nifty. It's, like, exactly the same game, but they, like, really soften the combat because it's just, like, they're coming at you way too fast for you to be able to do it in VR. So they, like, dumb down the action aspect a little bit, so it's just easier for you to shoot and not get mauled all the time. But Dude, it's the exact same story. It's very trippy. You're legitimately... <laughs> in the cel-shaded world of Borderlands, and you've got Claptrap, like, right next to you. <laughs> it's freaky. <laughs> I love oh, that man. shit, though, man. I love VR. I know. I still really want to play Super Hot in VR. Or Beat Saber. I would really like to do either one or Come the Come over any time. They're both fantastic, but especially Super Hot. It's, like, literally the go-to that I use every time somebody comes over and wants to check out the VR for the first time, I'm like, we're playing super hot then. Because <laughs> it's literally the best thing that represents how the world of VR works. It's incredible. Well, and it's just nice, because it's like, almost kind of move at your own pace. So it's not like... Literally, you know, yeah. Like, it doesn't move really... unless you move. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, everything moves like bullets and stuff. Like, move like, even when you're not moving, they move a little bit. It's just really slow. Um, but... Yeah, like, if, even if you don't play games a lot, that's, like, a pretty good, like, that's something I would recommend to someone. Yeah, I watched my dad doing super hot VR for, like, 40 minutes once, and he was getting a kick out of it at, like, 67 years old. <laughs> so, <I was> like, <laughs> yeah, man, because it's, like, every boy's dream to do bullet time. <laughs> so, like, it's fulfilled <laughs> when you play that game. Oh, man, yeah. I was like, what else... Have I been playing? Because, like, I 
played that and yeah i'm gonna i am in and end up dropping the 60 on Link's awakening i'm probably gonna get it like next paycheck which is like right before so that i can like play it on the plane and stuff for indicade but yeah. i really wanted to do the vouchers for it because i was gonna get it and luigi's mansion three for like the hundred dollars or whatever which wouldn't be that bad because then it's basically like 10 bucks off each of them what is but this they, is this like a some deal going on uh well they had announced it before it was i guess it was only for a limited time but they had the nintendo vouchers that you could do if you were nintendo online subscriber you could do they would give you two vouchers for a hundred dollars and they had like a select list of games oh okay i think i looked could, at it but i was like i don't know I try to if I can get them on cartridge, I'll prefer it that way because you can save so much memory by doing that. Yeah, I because uh, I did it before and I got Mario Maker two and what was the other one that I got? Uh, it wasn't Odyssey. It was oh, it was Fire Emblem. Oh, I okay. Fire, yeah, yeah. I got Fire Emblem and Mario Maker two with my vouchers. And then I wanted to do it again for Link's Awakening and Luigi's Mansion, and then I was going to do it again for fucking just get, like, I don't know, both both of the Pokemon games or something. But the limited time thing ended, so it, like, ended in, like, end of July or something like that. So I was like, fuck, I didn't get the chance to buy them again. <laughs> fantastic uh it's okay it's only ten dollars <laughs> well, like, well yeah I guess it's like 20, i'm still gonna get but it's like but yeah, it's i like, think it was just a matter of like oh nintendo you want me to lay down all this money on you months in advance and then i can get it i don't know i was just being an asshole i guess <laughs> well it's just one of those things too where i mean for like any other company like sony or xbox or something like i wouldn't say that that's like an insane deal or anything but since none of nintendo's first party games ever go on sale like even just getting the ten dollars off like that's about as good a deal especially on brand new games like fire emblem and like mario maker and yeah stuff. you're like, totally right because yeah they do not be. lose their value and nintendo will not give you a discount ever <laughs> until it's like five years old maybe if it's sold like three million copies and nobody else is gonna buy it now then they'll lower the price. Dude, we went to Desert Sky Games out in Chandler, I think it is. And they have like they sell magic cards and stuff and they sell like old video games and stuff like that. And I bought some magic cards and while the dude was getting my cards, I was walking around checking out the games and stuff. And I was looking in the GameCube section of the games and like yeah, for fucking, like, Thousand Year Door, they wanted, like, $65. And I'm like, I still have, I mean, I have Thousand Year Door, the original one, too. That was just for the Greatest Hits one, too. That wasn't even, like, the initial release right. of it. Right, no, no, like, no, G-Copy. And, like, Pikmin and stuff was, like, $40. Like, hell, I remember when uh, GameStop was going to stop carrying gamecube games and stuff so they were trying to get rid of like all their inventory of gamecube games and that's when i bought double dash and i bought double dash for 40 dollars and this is like when like fucking like the wii or wii u was out at this point like gamecube was long gone it's like double dash was still almost like almost as much as it was 
brand new. And yeah, it's used. It's absurd, but it's good. they're great quality games and they're collector's items, so it makes sense. And I wish I had the brains to realize that when I was younger, because I had so much Nintendo shit for so long, and now like so much of it is gone. And then eventually later on, I went back and repurchased a lot of the things that I got rid of when I was a dumb kid. So maybe it's a good thing that GameStop's going to go out of business because they won't be raping generations of children for years to come for the 10% value of what they spent on the things. Well, and it's like funny because I think the reason why they're so high too is just because like, you know, there's no for like Xbox and like PlayStation stuff like a lot of even their like older PS1 games stuff like that like you can buy Final Fantasy 7 on everything like digitally you can buy whatever but it's like you can't get thousand year door on the eShop. you can't get in 64 games anymore like on the eShop. so it's like if you didn't get to buy a physical version of it it's like unless you get a rom or something it's like you're not playing it <laughs> exactly so it's like and there's no reason why they can't port those things over to the switch we'll buy them please do we will buy them <laughs> Dude, that's like at Bookman's and stuff, they have like the Pokemon games do not go down in price either. Like at Bookman's, they had Pokemon like Diamond and it was like straight up $40, which is how much it is new. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. For a system that's been out of rotation for like 12 years. But good on you, Nintendo, for like having value in your product. Like that's cool. Right. Oh, man. It's like, I remember when I worked at Target, too, some dude was trying to buy my copy of Melee off me. And he's like, dude, he's like, I will straight up give you, like, $70 cash for Melee. And I was like, nah. Because <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm like, if you're just offering me 70 I was like, I know that shit's, like, obviously expensive as fuck on Amazon. If you're willing to offer me 70 you could probably get, like, 80 90 bucks for a good like unscratched up to shit fucking yeah, man. people love their retro shit which is like funny because it's like i mean the most recent smash is like the ultimate smash like would you why would you ever go back and play the old ones at this point like when you have everything at your disposal i don't know i guess it's like i know there's like still people that play like fucking marvel vs. capcom 2 which is the best of the series so i understand it (laughs) like i mean i would take marvelous capcom 2 over any of the other games in the franchise which i do think ultimate 3 is pretty good but the last one they came out with was atrocious uh i don't even remember what it was called but it was bad dude i remember uh when they brought marvel vs. capcom 2 to the xbox 360 arcade and i played against Derek, who is Mr. Achievement Points himself fighting game <laughs> Halo Extraordinaire and I don't play fighting games a lot like Smash Brothers is probably like one of the few that I play but I'm not even like amazing at it or anything and Derek was like oh dude you want to play Marvel vs. Capcom 2 and I was like okay and I picked I guess if you played online with someone you can only pick one of each person but I guess just playing like couch co-op pvp uh you can pick in a team of whatever you want so i picked all three juggernauts and we were just fighting i just kept juggernaut assisting and i was just beating down Derek. and he got so pissed off and just like raged on me and he's like 
yeah, well, if we were playing online, you couldn't do that. And I was like, yeah, but we're not. And then he got all fucking uppity with me, and he's like, okay, fine. He's like, pick your all juggernaut team again. And I was like, okay, like, I don't give a shit. And he picked, like, Cable, Iron Man, and, like, someone else. I don't remember. <laughs> oh, why. so, like, all and, long range attacks? <laughs> well, he picked them, and it's like, I guess they do some crazy combo all together that he knew about or whatever. So I'm playing as Juggernaut, and then he did some, like, triple team, whatever, fucking wreck my shit combo on me to, like, put me in my place. And I was <laughs> I'll like, show you how to break the system. Yeah, I was like, you realize I don't give fucking two shits about this, right? Like, I mean, if it's going to help you sleep better knowing that you wrecked my shit at Marvel vs. Capcom 2, I'm like, go right ahead. Yeah, he's a funny guy. I remember in the heyday of Guitar Hero, he did something similar to me where, like, I came over and he asked me to play Guitar Hero with him and I just, like, beat the living shit out of him at it. And then he was, like, his spirit was broken and he was, like, legitimately upset. And then, like, two weeks later, I come back and I stepped down, and I walk in his house, and he's like, "All right, sit down, motherfucker. We're playing some Guitar Hero." <laughs> and he'd been like practicing and training for like two weeks, waiting for me to come back over. And then when I did, then he's just like, "All right, let me show you my skills." <laughs> Dude, I remember when Guitar Hero Three came out. Uh, Brent and Derek, I think, both stayed the night. They stayed the night at my house, and we were playing it like all fucking night. And I remember at one point, Derek, like, wanted to run to Circle K or something to get something to drink. And uh, he was, like, trying to beat Through the Fire and Flames on Expert, which was, like, the hottest shit, like, at the time. That's, like, the hardest <laughs> song. And yeah. he, w- he was trying so hard to, like, beat it on Expert and couldn't. And so when he left to go get drinks, I was like, dude, Brent, you want to fuck with Derek? And he's like, okay. So I we put in the cheat to where it's like you couldn't lose and put through the fire and flames on expert and I recorded Brent playing it on like my shitty like digital camera but I was intentionally like filming him from behind and stuff so you couldn't see his fingers and I kept kind of like panning real quick to the TV and like back to Brent so you couldn't see him like missing a bunch of notes and like made him think that Brent somehow beat it on expert and so when Derek came back, I was like, dude, you missed it. And he's like, what? I'm like, dude, Brent beat through the fire and flames on expert. And like, I swear to God, like he like fucking drops like the bag. Like and he's like, no fucking way. And I was like, dude, I recorded it. And I was showing him the recording and he's like punching the couch like out of fury. That, like Brent did it before him. And like, he like, was just could not believe that Brent like did this, and he was so mad. Like he's like, I was trying so hard. How? And then we were like laughing, and I'm like, Do you think fucking Brent can do this? Like I'm like, dude, we were just fucking with you, and he was so upset. Oh my god, it's like the things in life that are important to him. <laughs> that and is so great. I want, I want to say it was that same night too. I don't remember, but they stayed the night, and I think. Derek fell asleep first, and I Typical. had like a but I had like a like pack of multicolored sharpies in my room for drawing and stuff, and so I like dotted half of Derek's face with the sharpie, <laughs> like the side that he wasn't laying on. I like dotted his like face like just little dots all down from like forehead to the side <laughs> of his face, 
And like me and Brent thought it was so funny, and then Brent fell asleep. So then I did the same fucking thing to Brent with a different color sharpie when he was asleep. And then I went to bed, and in the morning we were sitting at the table eating breakfast, and it was me, Brent, Derek, and my dad. And we're sitting there, and fucking Brent is looking over at Derek eating his cereal, and he's like sitting there like chuckling to himself, looking at Derek. And then Derek's like sitting there staring at Brent, laughing. And then my dad's just fucking looking at me, and I'm just sitting there eating the cereal, looking at both of them. And Brent kept making all these like low key comments to Derek, like about something being on his face or whatever. And Derek was trying to do the same thing to Brent, and Brent's like. He's like, the joke is because you have shit all over the, you got shit all over the side of your face. And then Derek's like, what? What? And he's like, no, you have stuff all over your face. And Brent's like, no, I don't. And then he went and looked in the bathroom and he's like, Justin, you fucking draw all over my face. And then they both realized that like I duped them both. <laughs> and then you never let either of them spend the night again so they wouldn't get retribution on you. <laughs> yeah, and then when Brent stayed the night one time, I uh, took a dick pic on his phone and like sent it to like 12 people in like a giant group chat. And I thought one of the contacts was Adam, and I thought it was Bacon, <laughs> but it turned out to be Adam, his cousin. <laughs> and he was like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> Luckily, he, I guess he didn't have Brent's number saved, but Brent was so upset. <laughs> and I also, like, when I went to the Verizon store one time, I put Brent's phone number in, like, a bunch of phones, and I was texting him from it, and I never took his phone number out. So I guess for, like, three days, people were just texting Brent until they, like, wiped his, like, number out of the tester phones. <laughs> That is hilarious. <laughs> oh my god, we're so terrible when we were young. I my favorite thing when we were young, you would tell me that you'd do with your friends is like you'd have this thing where um, you'd be at each other's houses and then somebody would come out and be like, "Bro, I just jerked off in your bathroom." <laughs> oh my! So <laughs> that happened when uh, I was over at uh, Eric McGrew's house. He was Zach McGrew's younger brother. And uh, I used to go over there and we'd play Gears of War and Smash Brothers and shit all the time. And they had like a pretty dope setup in the garage. And one time I was like really fucking blitzed and we were playing Smash Brothers and I just like paused it and I was like, yeah, I need to go to the bathroom. (laughs) And so I went to the bathroom and I came back and it was like Eric was like, dude, where have you been? He's like, it's been like 25 minutes and all nonchalant. I was like. Yeah, sorry, man, I jerked off in your bathroom. <laughs> and he was sitting there, and he's like, what the fuck? He's like, dude, my mom uses that bathroom. And I was like, I'm sorry. Like, He's like, you know what? Next time I come over to your house, I'm going to jerk off in your bathroom. And I was like, okay, I don't give a shit. Like, So then he came over to the apartment one time and was in there for like 15 minutes. And then he comes out, like, and he's like, boom, jerked off in your bathroom. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, I, again, I don't care. That's like it was one of my favorite things, and then I would I stole it. Like I'd go to friends' house and do the same thing after because I loved it so much. When you tell me those <laughs> stories, so I'd go do the same thing. Like I'd be gone for forever, and I'd be like, "Yeah, man, I was totally checking off in your mom's bathroom." <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> one of my other favorite stories from when I used to go over and hang out with Eric was one time me, Eric, and Daniel, who's the one who broke a beer bottle in my sink on my 20th birthday and gouged his wrist open. But uh, he was a scout, so it's okay. He yeah, just, he just yeah. zipped himself up and fell asleep yeah. in the bathtub bleeding. Yeah, I had no idea what was going on. And Andrew, who was my roommate at the time, who was a fucking psychopath, decided he was going to be the DD for the party. So I was shit-faced, and I'm standing there talking to someone in the kitchen, and I see Daniel filling this, like, beer bottle up with water. And he had asked Andrew something, but I didn't hear, like, what he said. And he's filling this thing up with water, and I thought he was just, like, rinsing it out to put it in the recycling or something. And he fills it up, and I'm standing there while I'm talking to someone looking at what the fuck he's doing. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he karate chops his beer bottle, and it explodes in the sink. And then I just watch him, like, immediately grab his wrist. And I was like, dude, what the fuck? And he's sitting there, and I was like, why did you do that? And he's like, your roommate said I could. And I was like, Andrew, what the fuck, man? And he's like, dude, he just asked if he could break a beer bottle in the sink. And I said, sure. He's like, I didn't think he was going to karate chop it. And I was like... Why would you let him do that anyway? Like, I know. So... Have you ever fished glass out of the inside of a sink? It sucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what part of that was okay to begin with? So then Andrew's like, let me see your wrist. And he's trying to pull Daniel's arm off of his fucking wrist. And he pulls it off and his arm opens up. And it's just this like bloody vagina on his arm. And he's like, oh. And I'm like, oh my God. And he's like, dude, you're going to need stitches. And Daniel's like, no, I don't need stitches. And he's like, dude, that is deep as fuck. You need stitches. And he's like, nah, bro, it's cool. He's like, I'm an Eagle Scout. He's like, just get me some uh, duct tape and some <laughs> tissues. And Daniel fucking like wadded up a bunch of tissues and then just duct taped it closed. And then he had this like weird gooch scar on his wrist because it healed up all fucking stupid because he just duct taped it closed. Uh, it was insane. Yeah, I remember that night, and I remember him like just like being a crazy person in the kitchen and being like, does anybody want to watch me karate chop a beer bottle in half? <laughs> I was like, no, not here, no. But, but uh, uh, it was fun. But I'm sorry, as you were. No, no, it's cool. I was just like, but back to the initial story was in Eric's garage. It was me, Eric, and Daniel, and it was during the summer or whatever, and we were hanging out playing video games, and... Daniel was like, oh, dude, he's like, if I order pizza, do you guys, like, want to pitch in and stuff? And I was like, yeah, that's cool. So we ordered pizza, and in comes fucking Eric's brother, Zach, who's, like, this fucking, like, weirdo, fucking lives, he, like, still lived at home with Eric and them. And uh, he comes in, and he, like, wanted some of the pizza, and he was like, oh, man, he's like, can I bum a piece of pizza? And Daniel was like, sure, do you want to pitch in for it? And he's like, I don't want to pitch in for it. I just want a piece of pizza. And Eric was like, yeah, he's like, you can have some or whatever if we have any left over. And Zach was like, oh, okay. So then he left, and Daniel took, like, this last pizza pizza, shoves it down his pants, and, like, dragged his balls across it, and then threw it back in the box. And then when Zach came back in, Eric was like, yeah, man, there's one piece of pizza left. And then Zach took it and just scarfed it down. And we're, like, laughing the entire time. And Eric's like, dude, is that good? And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, it's the best. And Daniel's like, yeah, I bet it is. 
<laughs> like, we never told them that, like, Daniel rubbed his sweaty-ass balls all over this pizza. It's probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs> Good times, man. Good times. Yeah, I was like, to be young and reckless again. I'll take it. I'd go back to it. <laughs> Do you watch the show Ozark on Netflix? Uh, I've heard nothing but good things. I think I watched like maybe like the first 10 minutes of it, but I never, I've heard nothing but good things. I never got into it. Though. I started watching it recently in the little bit of time here and there that I get to watch shows and it's very Breaking Bad-esque and it's pretty fantastic. Just one of the girls on it, just one uh, supporting actress. So it reminded me that that's a really fucking good show and you should watch it if you get a chance. Yeah, I saw like the trailers for it and stuff, and I think I like I said I watched the first couple minutes, and like it looks like it's shot really cool, and it kind of has like almost like a blue kind of like filter yeah. kind of thing to it and stuff. Yeah, the color shades are blue on there. It's a very very dark show. Like the first episode, it just like blows your mind with how gory and crazy it is. Like it's just like oh, man. people are getting murked and thrown off buildings and shit like left and right, and then it gets like real nuts. Sounds right up my alley. Yeah, highly recommend. <laughs> oh man, dude, I uh, I almost considered like asking like Brent to come on the podcast as a guest, but I didn't know if I wanted. He's to a comedian, you know. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know if I really want to go down that route. I can't even tell you the last time I even talked to Brent. Well, then it would be but... ninety minutes of him talking about himself. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, well, it's like the last time I even like really talked to him was when we had like that board game party, and all I did was ask him to bring, fucking his Cards Against Humanity bigger blacker box or whatever. Like, oh, you're and using it, me for my games here. That's all yeah, I am to you. He gave me this huge fucking spiel about just using him for his shit, and I was like. I, I, you know I asked other people to bring board games and stuff since it is a board game party and since you spent all this fucking money on getting all these sets of Cards Against Humanity you know I just figured you might as well bring them but I was like dude if you don't want to bring them then don't like I don't care I just thought I would ask because that's like genuinely like what people usually around that time like wanted to play parties was Cards Against Humanity that was like the new hotness at the time yeah that's, yeah, that's exactly it, but, you know, god damn you for wanting to add some more fun for everybody to a board game party. Dude, I also uh made, at, like, work the one day, I made the stuff to make nachos, and I, like, was making them in the break room, and someone was like, oh, what are you making? And I was like, cheese the chips. chips. <laughs> yes. Yep. And they were like, what? They're like, you mean nachos? So I literally had to sit <laughs> you had there to and give explain. them the whole spiel. <laughs> yeah, I told them the story of when Megan's little brother burned our house down. Uh, we were living with Brent for a couple weeks while we were getting our shit together and, like, trying to move into this apartment. And uh, we were staying the night at Brent's. And one night Brent's like, hey, you want some cheese chips? And initially I was like, no. But I was like, you know what? I was like, okay. I was like, yeah. I was like, those actually sound kind of good. I was like, I'll take some. And he's like, who? He's like, they've been passed down from Puccio male to Puccio male for generations or whatever. <laughs> so I was like, all right, cool. Like, they sound good, I guess. Like, so I was 
not really like hyped, but I was kind of like intrigued by it. So I'm like, all right, you know, I'll try it. So we're like sitting there like, and like maybe, I don't know, four minutes come by and Brent's like, oh yeah, they're ready. And I was like, wow, like that was really fast. Like I was surprised. And he brings out this fucking styrofoam plate with like 15 tortilla chips on it and a bunch of like melted shredded cheese and I was like, what the fuck is this? And he's like, it's cheese chips. And I was like sitting there looking at him in like disbelief. I'm like, you mean nachos? And he's like, well, I call them cheese chips. And I was like, you really like set this up like it was some grand thing. And it's literally like not even oven nachos. Like it's microwave fucking nachos. And I was like, Wow, I can't believe. <laughs> what were you expecting? Like, what did you think he was gonna do? Like, slice up potatoes and then like bake them in cheese or something? Or like... I don't, I don't even know what I was expecting, but it definitely wasn't that. It's funny. Yeah, like, I, I guess... still to this day use the the expression cheese chips, and my wife is even accepted because I've told her that story, and then she's <laughs> like, we both always call them cheese chips. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> like in my head, I guess I kind of pictured it. Like I don't even know why, but in my head I pictured it like the uh I've never actually had them, but from like Burger King, those fucking like macaroni and cheese bites where it's like the triangle <laughs> that's like breaded with like cheese in the middle. I don't know why, but I kind of pictured it like that where it's like a chip with like cheese like around it and then it like in something or something like that i have no idea but it definitely wasn't nuked like fucking <laughs> shredded cheese on a styrofoam plate in a microwave for 30 seconds my mind was blown last week i saw that like pizza hut's doing some cheese it pizza thing <laughs> and i was like this is obviously like fake right <laughs> and then it's not i looked it up and they're like selling these like four like mini calzone type things they're like they look like a cheese it it's like a cheese it that like is the size of your hand and there's four of them in a box and they look like cheese it's and apparently they have the taste of cheese it's on the crust or whatever and you can like dip them in marinara sauce or something but it sounds very odd but i know a couple of people who work at a pizza hut and i asked them if it was worth trying they said definitely not <laughs> dude i remember when when I was living at the apartment with Matt and Chris, uh, one day after school, like this kid Gavin and like Richard and shit came over and we got super baked and fucking a commercial came on for Pizza Hut and they like introduced their where the crust was like the little mozzarella ball fucking thing. Yeah, that yeah, just yeah. Rip off. And we were like sitting there and I was like, oh, my God, that sounds so good right now. And Matt was like, dude, if somebody calls, I'll buy. And Gavin was like, I'll call. So we literally ordered it. And then on MTV, there was like a four-hour marathon of Bully Beatdown. So we just ate this like fucking ultra cheesy Pizza Hut pizza and watched Bully Beatdown for like hours. Sounds like a hell of a Friday night. (laughs) My mom just texted me and said... uh, Hey, your little guy on Game of Thrones won. <laughs> I assume she's referring to Peter, Peter Dinklage winning an Emmy. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. It could be Jon Snow. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how or why, but who knows. Dude, did you watch uh, the documentary thing for Dude, Game of Thrones? Dude, that sucks, man. I completely forgot about that. Like, I started it, and I never went back and finished it. I'd like to watch it. I'm sure it's good. 
Yeah, it was really good. It was like crazy too because like a lot of I mean, you see Jon Snow and like whatever her name is Amelia Clark, is that her name? Yeah, yeah. Daenerys and stuff like you see like a lot of the main stars like in it, but like the people they actually talk to like I thought that was really cool was one of the dudes who you pretty much talked to throughout the entire documentary was since season 1, he was a soldier for the Starks. And it's like he was a soldier throughout the entire series for the Starks. And it's like you'd see they showed clips of him just like here and there and stuff throughout the seasons at the different battles and stuff he was in. And I guess like every season or whatever, if you were like a part of one of the wars or like whatever, like he got a jacket that had like the Stark crest and stuff on the back. And it was like Stark army and stuff like season one. So it's like, he has like a season jacket for like every season. And like, there was like people for like the like battle of like the bastards and stuff like on Ramsey's army and stuff. They had the flayed man jacket and stuff. Right. And it was like pretty cool. Like seeing these people just kind of like who weren't minor characters kind of talk about their experience being on the show. As soon as you started talking about it, I realized that I did actually watch that because, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And it was very cool. And that guy went back like every year and it was like his life. Like he just loved being an extra on that show. Yeah. And they like knew who he was. And then at the end, they showed him like they started doing like little bus tours and stuff. And he was actually like one of the people kind of talking about shit on the bus tour and stuff like that. So I thought that was kind of cool that even after the show ended, he was still got to talk about the show and like do shit about the show so that was really neat now he's set for life now we can just you know show people around and be that could be his job he's like oh this is where we shot this in dublin yeah dude i know i really want to do like the game of thrones tour and like i know megan really wants to go to uh where the fuck is it wherever lord of the rings was filmed it's in uh, new zealand Yes, New Zealand. That's it. Yeah, she really wants to go do that since she's a huge Lord of the Rings fan and stuff. And I still want to go do what you did with the Harry Potter tour in London. Yeah, highly recommend. It's very cool. Don't be a bitch and cry like me, though, when you start it. <laughs> I-, I can guarantee that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah, it's funny, too. I remember, like, the very last, or maybe second to last, like, Harry Potter film premiere, and then you showed up, and you were, like, asking the whole time, like, what's going on? Like, you were, like, having your mom, like, explain to you while we were watching it. Like, all right, I didn't watch the last, like, three. Like, tell me what's happening. (laughs) Dude, I also saw fucking Daniel Radcliffe's new movie is actually coming out soon the one where he has his guns for hands. oh yeah yeah the meme with the fucking bear claw feet and the guns in his hands looking all crazy yeah i couldn't believe like because i looked it up a while ago because i see that picture all the time and i was like dude what movie is this and then i realized that movie was announced like years ago mm-hmm. and it still hasn't come out and i was like and now it's finally coming out. I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, that was, like, a long time between, like, announcing it and it now, like, just... That's still not out even yet. And that typically like, means it's cow. really bad when it gets shelved like that. Um, but we'll see. I think Daniel Radcliffe's made some pretty interesting indies since he stopped being Harry Potter. So, we'll see. Yeah, I really liked... I liked Horns. And Horns stuff. is decent. Like, I thought that was um, interesting. Did you ever see Swiss Army Man? No, I, st- I and see, I hear that's really good. 
and I still haven't seen it. It's bonkers, but I I ride or die for that shit. So yeah, it's very 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 weird, but it's a uh, it's worth the watch for sure. Dude, yeah, I know it's on Netflix, and I keep meaning to check it out. I just haven't. Yeah, it's definitely one of the stranger films I've ever seen. <laughs> oh man, do you have a? Uh, since we're gonna about wrap it up, do you have anything uh, you wanna? Anything for the audience? Uh, like to plug. Uh, or just, I guess, anything. Uh, no, not really. Like, my life's been really boring right now, but I'm hoping in a few weeks when I'm done with school, like, I can start, like, going ham, working on that podcast I talked about last time, and, you know, of course I'll be hitting you up to be a part of that. Uh, so I'm looking yeah. forward to, you know, starting to work on projects again pretty hard, so that'll be fun. And then, um, I guess I'm going to be helping Matt and Jess with their game, like filming some stuff for like a how-to video on how to play and stuff. So that should be fun. I was happens. like, yeah, I just went over there today and uh, was playing the new some of the new decks and stuff for their game, which Matt was talking about on his episode, which was like four. And yeah, he was bringing up that you were going to help do the tutorial video and stuff for them. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it should be a good time. So, yeah, lots of stuff coming down the pipeline. I have nothing to plug right now. <laughs> I actually, uh, I put in, my last day at work is this Friday. Really? So, yeah, I put in my two weeks uh, earlier. Well, if this is my life, I put in it last week, I guess. Like, because last Friday I put in my two weeks. Do you have anything so, lined up or are you just trying to get the H out of there? Well, no, I have another job that I'm starting on the 30th, which it's basically kind of doing what I've, I'm doing now. Just oh, okay. At a different company. Is it going to like change your schedule at all or is it pretty much going to be the same? Uh, so right now I work eight to five, so I'm going to be working seven to four, which uh, me and Megan carpool, but she changed her schedule so she's also going to be working seven to four if you so carpool is that going to be an issue now or is your new job like in the same area yeah it's like literally six minutes away from where i work now oh cool so it's like a street over so it's are like you just gonna have to like way. oh you said she changed her schedule okay cool. yeah so she's just gonna drop me off at work in the morning and then uh go to work and then just pick me up and then we'll just go home. Well, that works out pretty well. Congrats on uh, getting a new jobby. I'm sure yeah, that'll thank be you. a good experience. Yeah, I uh, I quit because there was I'm like a mortgage coordinator, and I wanted the closer position. Like we have positions open for it, and it was pissing me off because for months I've been wanting this job, and like they've kind of just been putting me through the ringer for it, being like. Oh, yeah, you know, well, we need to see it. And it's like, I do my job, and I do my job well, and I fucking bust my ass. And it's like, and I prove it. They saw it, like, that I did it, and they were like, okay, yeah, you need to put in for it, whatever. Like, you know, we've had a lot of success promoting people from within and stuff like that. So, yeah, it should be, like, a nice transition, like, blah, blah, blah. But then I would hear nothing on it. And then they hired outside people to do it. And then, yeah, and so they're, like, sitting here telling me, like, oh, yeah, like, 
we can't afford to lose you right now in your position to then promote you. So we would need to hire more people for your position for you to train so then we can move you up. But they weren't hiring those people and instead yeah. were hiring people for the position I wanted. That's bullshit, and, yeah. Yeah, and after they announced like a second person that they were like hiring from the outside as a closer instead of promoting me from within – I was just like done. I was like, no. Yeah, good call, so, man. Yeah, I've been yeah. in the same position like for a while here too. But sometimes you got to write it out and sometimes you just got to, you know, put them in their place. And I think you did the right thing there. It was a good call. Yeah, so that was my thing was it's like I know my worth and I was like, you know, I bust my ass and if you're not going to like if you won't sit there and put me where I want to be, then I'll find someone that will. Exactly. So, Hell yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, <laughs> fuck you. And what's cool is uh, my manager is going to be my manager who was my old manager at my current job. And they like kind of fucked her out of her position and stuff. So it's going to be cool working with her again yeah. since well, I really works like out her. Well. So. Well, shit. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to uh, being on the pod again in the near future. And I'm looking forward to having you on mine whenever I get that up and rolling in the next uh, month or so. Yeah, I know. I really want to watch, I don't know, Constantine or something. Dude, it's also been a long time since I've seen fucking, I used to watch Grandma's Boy religiously. Yeah, that could be a fun <laughs> one to revisit to see uh, how it plays these days. Right. I think either of those would be a good choice, but uh, we'll figure it out. I'm sure we'll have lots of good ideas on the table. Dude, for sure. And uh i think that's everything i got um i know oh that's right i do have one more thing uh as of now i did for last week i did a poll for weirdest drink between favorite or yeah fuck i'm gonna have to censor that out since apparently he's weird about not wanting his real name announced so that'll get bleeped but his drink of choice uh, the milk with ice and Matt's weird drink of choice, which is the Coca-Cola with chocolate syrup. <laughs> and by a landslide, people voted that the Coca-Cola with chocolate syrup was the weirder of the two. I definitely so, voted for that one. <laughs> yeah, I so did I. So uh, I think next week I'm going to try, I want to do a, actual video where i'm going to do like a taste test review yes. of both of them <laughs> even though i know i've had the it's been years since i it's been at least like seven years or so since i've had the coke with chocolate syrup and i've so never had be, that combo when i was a kid i was weird and sometimes i'd drink milk with ice but <laughs> i've done milk with my mom to get me to drink milk would do milk and then splash a little coca-cola in the milk i'm terrified of what you just said to me <laughs> yeah no like that's what's weird it's like so yeah to drink my milk which i guess that in itself is a weird fucking drink combination she would like dump a little bit of coca-cola in the milk and so it was like just milk with like a tinge of coke flavor. so what you should do is taste test uh Matt and uh, we'll say, well, dang it, uh, drink of choice. And then you go. introduce your childhood drink there and then see what's the best of the three. And you <laughs> yeah. already have the two ingredients for your drink with the other two. So. Exactly. So my thing is I need to see 
because I was gonna buy chocolate syrup at the store to do it, and I was like, dude, I really don't want to pay two fifty for a fucking bottle of chocolate syrup just to do this like one video. So I think my parents might have chocolate syrup and like a can of Coke floating around. So I'm just gonna like steal it from their house so I don't have to buy the ingredients because <laughs> it's not worth it to me to like spend five dollars to fucking make something that I know is gonna be pretty gross. True that. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I'm looking forward to watching it. But yeah, and I I think that's actually it now. So that's going to wrap up episode eight. Um, I want to thank, since I don't think I've done it up until this point, but everyone who's been uh, list, listening to the different videos and like sharing it and listening to it. I have people, a couple listens on like Spotify and Apple Music and usually get like about almost 20 like views and stuff per video on like the youtube and stuff and like that's really cool so i appreciate everyone that likes it and shares and you know i really appreciate it and i hope you guys enjoy listening to it so yeah so that's a lot of fun and with that that'll be that'll be the episode my friends 